What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. I'm Kenton Gibbs, here with the same old, same old. I got Josh Guyton in the building. Hello, crew. And Chris Allen. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready today. See, Chris, I was expecting more energy because you was geeked about this rundown. And I'm telling y'all, folks, I know that we need something to get our minds off what's going on in the world. And this rundown here... What we got for y'all today on this show, oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be action packed. It's gonna be live. So let's get right into it with the biggest news that we have heard since the Denver Nuggets and who who did they play last? Was it the Denver Nuggets and the Pelicans or the last game? Uh, in Indiana? Man, I don't even. I, th- know, I thought man. it was Knicks Hawks. Just, it was Knicks. Oh, Hawks. okay. Well, hey, the biggest. The biggest news we got since Knicks Hawks. And don't worry, we're going to get to the Hawks a little later. We might even get around to the Knicks. But we got the biggest news since that game. The NBA is back. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not hearing a mix-up. I'm not mincing my words here. The NBA has announced the official plan to come back with 22 teams. Uh, it's a it's a semi-pre—it's a preliminary expectation for all the teams to meet in Orlando and play per sources. 16-day regular season, five to six games per day. We're going back AAU style for real. And um, each team is expected to play one back-to-back among its eight regular season games. NBA Finals format is expected to include games every other day during the best of seven series. Game seven of the finals can be no later than October 12th. Fellas, what's going on? How are we feeling about this? What's that? Let's get right into it. What's going on with Oh, my God. I'm starting it off today, man. I'm sorry, guy, you usually started off, but today I'm starting it off. Go right ahead. So, NBA is back. First, I said, hooray, 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 hooray. Then I thought about it. I said, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me I got to see Avery Bradley after he done sat on the couch for 60 days? Play. I was just pissed off at that. Is Avery Bradley the one catching strays this this episode? I was just about to say, oh. Avery Bradley catching the first stray of facts over acts this it's week. It's not even catching the stray. Don't disrespect to Avery Bradley. He's a hooper. But, I mean, man, what's up, NBA? Y'all just couldn't just cancel the season. I know we want something on TV so bad, but y'all are pathetic at this point. Y'all don't have no fans in the arena for one. So then you the suggested – form of audio was using the 2k soundtrack or the 2k audio like the yeah that 2K was going fans cheers that was going- oh man when i saw that i said what 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 is going on like, david aldridge on the sidelines david all right doors back to you thanks <laughs> <laughs> like, come on you're gonna use the 2k the 2k sound we don't even like 2K, no. We just play because the only hoops game that's, like, playable right now. Like, <laughs> right. oh, man. Oh. And then the fact that you're going to have, basically, they're locking out the host of Orlando. Mind you, they still have yet to tell us anything they're going to do if somebody tests positive. And how often are they going to test people? Are they just going, like, you show symptoms, then we test you? Because we clearly see Rudy Gobert didn't have symptoms for a while. And then he had, obviously, right. he was spreading through the league. So, I mean... No. I, I, just to end my rant, I'm going to say this. It's good that we get to finish the season because I know a lot of TV money was going to get lost. But at the same time, I'd rather wait wait and see a full season and see players fully healthy 
versus Risky Injury and all that. But, I mean, that's the end of my rant. I'm going to let you go ahead, guy. Now, um, the rumors of them playing at Disney, is that still where the, the site is supposed to be? Yeah. I mean, gonna... they haven't. It's a lot of things that they have not confirmed as of yet. And they, and we getting all this information from Woj because he is, shout out to Adrian Wojnarowski. He, you know, we would love to have you on the pod. You're a friend of our pod, even though you don't know us yet. But yeah, <laughs> um, very seriously, we're, we're getting all this information from Woj, who is a very reliable source over at ESPN. And um, even he is saying they have no specifics nailed down about the exact location at the moment. They just know in Orlando. Okay. I mean, if if anything, if you want this to work, you would have to secure a separate facility or build a facility yeah, at this and, time and, because and Walsh yeah Walsh tweeted out they're gonna have only allowed sixteen hundred people at a time in this in this area. So basically if your family comes they can stay a couple of days and then they leave. Okay. But they gotta get cleared and stuff like that to go to if, too, if so. I'm not mistaken, Disney is like running full operations right now, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, so I mean I don't I don't you gotta take everything as as secure as possible, so I don't think that will work. But um the twenty two teams that are invited, are those teams that's not eliminated from the playoffs? Yes. Um it's every team that is I believe within eight games of the lot within eight or seven games of the uh eighth eighth seat. Okay, so it's the teams that's not in the playoffs is Washington and five teams from the West. Yeah. Uh, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Basically. Uh, so uh, did they explain to us how, how they're going about this process? Like, are they just playing regular games to see who makes the playoffs? Yeah. Who so plays it's going to be yeah. regular season games, and then it's going to be the playoffs will start after that. But it's a 16-day regular season, so it's going to be five to six games per day. So we probably should pop a couple of Red Bulls so we can have something to talk about because we're going to have to stay up till 4 a.m. to watch all these games. Is everybody keeping their records or they're starting over 16 or they're starting over? No, they're, they're keeping season? their records. They're keeping their they're records. Keep Everybody's keeping their records, and they're going forward. So, like, if you were if you were, like, uh, 58 and whatever or, like, 43 or whatever, you're going to be that. The teams that are 27 and whatever aren't even here at this point. So – yeah, whatever you were before, you're keeping that going forward. So Phoenix would have to cover six games in order to make the playoffs. Yes, and that's that's what, and that part is what Damian Lillard was talking about as far as a true chance to make it. Because yes, you still do have the 16 day regular season, but I believe it's only not um, everybody has like eight or nine eight, nine eight, max eight games, eight games. right so yeah. everybody gets eight games there's like you would need to win out and the other team would have to lose out so like is that a true chance I yeah. mean on top yeah. of that how do they determine who plays who like Phoenix what if Phoenix had to play Golden State two more times well, so so they wins. did they did the analysis on strength of schedule so uh, when I was watching on um, the jump the other day, they did the analysis on the strength of schedule. So basically, Memphis had the hardest schedule. So when they could complete the schedule, Memphis would still have the hardest schedule, if that makes sense to you. So like Phoenix, no, Pelicans had the top 10 easiest schedule. So out of the 22 teams, they still have the top 10 easiest schedule. I'm going to just tell you, if I'm the Trailblazers, <laughs> I'm excited right now. I'm fired up. I'm fired because I, I don't believe that the Grizzlies can go through a, a top 10 or the hardest schedule and, you know, come out on the back end. If I got if I got eight games to catch them and the, the Trailblazers are three and a half behind, I believe, yeah. 
I think they can cover that uh, in eight games. I'm I'm gonna say this, and y'all can say I'm pulling from left field, man. This didn't hurt nobody worse than it hurt the Bucks. <laughs> this hurt mm. the Bucks bad. I think the Celtics are definitely coming out the East now. Definitely coming out the East now. Oh, hot take alert! What what's what's giving us this spot? What's giving you the Celtics definitely I coming mean, out? You gotta think about it, bro. They they're they're a team that's strictly based off chemistry. They don't have the bucket keepers like that. They have Giannis, and I guess you could say Bless. So, but Middleton's not necessarily an individual bucket getter. He gets his buckets right. in the flow of the game. So mm-hmm. their chemistry gonna be all out of whack, and the Celtics just young team, and they they you know they you know they all been probably playing, they all been probably playing together. They not supposed to because they young, you know you young, you do things you're not supposed to do, and I feel like they just gonna have the chemistry still, and they still gonna have all the talent. Like mm-hmm. if you go to the I'm East a- and look at it though, it goes Giannis, and then you probably gonna take three people from the Celtics after that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you who who I think was either hurt or helped the most by this thing. It's two teams to me that both hurt and helped exponentially by this. One team that I think was hurt by this, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks. And hear me out. Hear me out. I know that the Hawks aren't a very good team right now. I know that they, they are extremely young, but that's why I say it hurt them. I think that they needed to go through the full dog days of like, the glitz and glam of everything that Trey Young does wearing off and the reality setting back in, you're the Atlanta Hawks. Like you're <laughs> you're a bad team. Teams look at you and they're like, oh, that's a W. Because like regardless of what happens, people are gonna beat y'all skulls in. And I and that needed for a lot of teams who have young players who are growing together like that, they need every bit of those whoopings. So that when they're when they when it's their time and they start to reach their peak together, they're ready to go because the Atlanta Hawks are one of the one of the first, if not the first team in NBA history where their top five uh guys in minutes are all under the age of twenty two. Yeah. They needed this time. They yeah. needed that to grow and take those L's. Cause I'm a, a lot, a lot think, of teams this season are rolling out uh my team pre order pack lineup, so Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and I'm going to tell you who I think was helped by this the most. It definitely has to be the Clippers. The Clippers, if you look at who they are and what they do well and what they don't do well, what their stars do well, what their stars don't do well, if there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it, the team that was most helped out by rest, well, uh, I guess the guy, the team with their best player needs rest all the time. Like, this was three months <laughs> hey, of Gibbs, old management. Gibbs, Gibbs, I just got a question for you, Gibbs. I got I to gotta ask this. What are you going to do if Kawhi asks for, if he asks? He's going to. For low management during these eight games. Gibbs, He's going to. Oh, my do? Lord. I promise you I'm going to lose it. If he asks for low, bro, after three months of being off, you can't play one back-to-back. I'm sorry, but I'm eliminating him from my top 100 players of all time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't have you in there if you got three months straight. And I don't mean three months straight like, oh, it's an off season. You were supposed to be. No, 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 no. You got downtime you wasn't even supposed to have. Okay? And he's you still going. I, I know he, he only playing four of them games. He's only playing four of them games. Okay. Not, they already right. got their playoff spot. He might not play none. Oh, my. Oh, my Lord. If that boy don't play again, like I said, he is. If I see a single low management out of him, 
Don't worry about it. You're out of my top 100. I can't have you in there. But uh, even oh, but even beyond even beyond Kawhi, if you look at the things they do, well, Pat Beverly, he's another guy. He's a very heavy. He's a very hardworking guy. He's a very pesky guy. He's a very pesky defender. He, and he doesn't. His his reputation for being that may let the refs let him get away with more calls and all that. But that's just the nature of the game. It's just like how stars get certain calls. So when you look at what he does, it's wearing on the body. And a lot of times, if you watch Pat Bev, as he goes on later in the playoffs, his body just wears down because he's already not a big guy. He's not a very he's a wiry guy. But after so long, that energy starts to burn off. Lou Williams, it's the same thing. Lou will what what the big part of what makes him so, such a great scorer is he can score at extremely awkward angles that you have not seen in like a while or you may have never seen until you played against Lou will. Okay, great. With these three months being gone, you have less tape of Blue Will. You have less film of, okay, if I cut off this, he'll get the shot this way. If I cut off this, he'll get the shot this way. So I think that that, the, the, and Paul George as well has had his problems with injuries and his body breaking down later on in the season in the past. So if anybody has the argument for, you know, they were benefited by this, the Clippers. The Clippers. Uh, are, they, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm pump the brakes on there because I think personally, you gotta think about where the season ended at. Damian Lillard had just got injured. They didn't have Nurkic. They didn't have Zach Collins, and CJ McCullough had just sprained his ankle. I believe. I think CJ was like he wasn't injured, but he was hobbled, like he was banged up because he, he was carrying a load because Dame had got injured. And uh, they all gonna be healthy, and they're all gonna be rested coming back to this season. That Nurkic piece. Is a big factor. Big oh, factor. Huge. Like, he's huge, huge factor for them. So you bring him, Dame, and Zach Collins back, who's also another big factor for them because they are a small team right now. You got Carmelo over there. I mean, I know it's not the same Melo, but, I mean, Melo can give you 10 to 15 a game. And okay. you still have Trevor Reese over there now. I think Portland benefit the most, honestly. Honestly. Hey, I, I don't like, know. Like, I don't know. Here's, I, here's the thing. We're not going to make this a show. Where we mentioned Zach Collins in the way in which he's not catching a straight. <laughs> like Zach Collins being healthy is cool and all. It's a stretch four, stretch five, but like, come on, like hey man, I, I, at Max, I think he's gonna be a, he at Max, I think he'll be a ten and seven guy in his career. Quote me on that if I'm wrong. Hot code takes exposed, get ready. Cause like at, I'm sorry, but I just don't see him as more at, than at, ten and seven. At his best, at Max, he a uh, my team, he a my team pre-order player. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I, I actually agree with both of those, man. They both got, especially the Clippers, just because of how much depth that they have on their team is going to help a lot with. Y'all didn't even bring 10, up Marcus Morris. Ten players that can give you ten, fifteen, and um, they're just going to be on fresh legs. But they, we're in a place where the the Blazers and the Pelicans have the same record. And the NBA needs ratings. They need some way to recoup this money, especially if fans are in the arena. And I can't think of a universe to where they aren't going to make sure that we see LeBron versus Zion in the first round of this playoffs. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, man, because how can you – just without fans, do you know how, like, the game's going to be? It's going to be like a scrimmage. So I feel like people, team, the players are going to actually play harder because it's like a scrimmage. Yep. And they're going to feel like they're in practice. So I just don't see the Pelicans winning all eight games, and they, it's pretty much they're gonna have to just about win all eight games. 
we, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, the Pelicans are in a position where they, they would have to virtually win out. Yeah, it's just a weird position because we don't know what these games are going to be like. We don't know what the energy is. We don't know what players are going to thrive in this environment. There's been plenty of Wait situations where where great players shrink in a moment because they got a thousand fans screaming in their face. So we don't. We could see a heroic performance from Zach Collins. We we never know. Are the Orlando Magic stop puffing up Zach? We're not doing that over facts over act. But are are the Orlando Magic coming back? Yeah, um, I think they yeah, they are. They are eight seeds. Yeah, they're they are in the playoffs. Oh, let me tell y'all who I'm expecting some big performances out of. Who? Markel Fultz. His entire thing, his entire problem for years, people thought was he had anxiety because the crowds were full of thousands of people and, like, he was stared at by millions and all that, that nobody's noticed him this year. And he's played pretty well so far. Oh, he's hooping. Yeah. He's hooping. And now we're going to have empty stadiums and he going to get to play and do his thing like his practice? Because everybody said, in practice, Markel is perfect. He's Markel. He does everything. we. But then when it gets to the game, it, it just looks different. If him in an empty arena, oh boy, <laughs> we we may be seeing something that we have never seen out of Markel before, and I wouldn't be too shocked about it. No, I wouldn't either. And, uh, Great point. I mean, one other team we didn't mention that I think we, we need to mention is the uh, Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. They were playing good yeah. together with all the chemistry. They don't have a, a solidified superstar, but they haven't played in so long. Hey, that chemistry might not still be there. They might, they might yeah. have to struggle yeah. trying to find that. Chemistry the the biggest back. factor that always helped Toronto was that was that crowd that they had. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Those Toronto fans, and they nice. don't have they that were... anymore. So I, I mean, hey, you don't have a whole country backing you anymore when it stands is empty. So right. another team that Denver, that elevation. Some players struggle playing in Denver. Denver, Denver is a tough place to play in. They don't have that advantage anymore. So I mean, for sure, hey. for sure. Now, let me ask y'all this. Are there any drawbacks to bringing back the season that y'all are, like, very worried about it or very worried that the NBA – and I mean anything as far as, like, we've talked about the fans not being there. Well, is there any drawbacks to that? Is there any drawbacks to the uh, the putting the players in a bubble and isolating them from everybody's situation? Just give me your thoughts on any drawbacks that this, this plan that the NBA has could possibly have. I don't want to be that negative, Nancy, but I don't think we're going to finish this season because – I just don't see they don't they, unless they test them players every day for COVID. I just don't see all these people rotating their families in and out, and I just don't see somebody not not necessarily getting corona, but just getting sick real bad or something like that. Man, I just still don't think. I just I'm I'm very doubtful that we still finish the season because you got to remember, right. other country places have already got a second wave of this. And we haven't even got our second wave yet, and we still getting hit by the first wave. So, I mean, uh, if you look at the numbers, I kind of feel as if we have already hit a second wave. But if you look at just social media and something we're going to discuss later on the show, it got hot and people just up and decided like Corona wasn't a thing anymore. Right. right. So we've right. in the past week or two, we've had thousands and thousands of new cases. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. 
it, it's just you don't want to be the negative Nancy. That's where that's where I come in. I would gladly take that job on this show. I <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I don't see a scenario. I, I understand that they want to finish the season, the competitive uh, nature of these players, and even I want to see them finish the season. You don't want to just wash a season, especially when you have players like. LeBron, who's getting up there in age and was playing one of his best seasons, you want to see him finish that out, see if he can get another championship. But for the sake of safety and health, I just don't see a scenario in which, like the rate in which this progression, this is progressing, I didn't see a realistic idea that if they did cancel the season, they would be able to start on time for the 2020-2021 season. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that brings up this point right here too. Uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna just say this as far as the health aspect of it, I'm not even worried about if somebody is gonna catch because I, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. There's gonna be one or two players, or one or two personnel, or one or two people who are on the, the video staff or something that's gonna catch it. Like, that's that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. My only problem is they don't have a comprehensive response plan for any positive tests. Like right. that's that's the problem for me that there's not a uniform universal. Hey, if you have somebody test positive, these are the steps. You have to retroactively tell them to retrace their steps. Blah, 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 blah. You have to test everybody that came in contact with, test the entire team. Blah, 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 blah. You know, there's for there to be the the safety aspect and like, hey, we're gonna get this in place. We're gonna get everything that we can to keep everybody safe in place. One of the biggest things is yes, being proactive, of course, always. But even if you're proactive, you know, prepare for prepare for the uh, expect the best, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Right. And the the situation of not having anything ready on the back end, that's not preparing for the worst properly, if you ask me. Exactly, they're preparing, they over preparing for it's a success to me. Like they they like we haven't seen uh, uh, any what if this happens or they could give us a what if scenario. I know we still wait on information to come out. They have until J- July thirty first to drop more information. But to this point right now, I just don't see them testing a player every time before they come into an arena. I, I don't see a world. That oh, look, Fire Fire Festival two point Fire Festival basketball. It's just you got so many people in there, man. If they test, if they do test that often, and one player tests positive, what are you going to do? He already played a game. He already touched a ball that a thousand other people touched. He went over to the bench, grabbed the towel, wiped the sweat off his head, and handed it back to the towel boy. The towel boy touched that towel. He gave it to the dude in the back that do laundry. They go home to that they family. Mind you, mind you, it's five to six games per day. Right. Not, yeah. not, not, yeah. not per in the week, same, per In the day. same setting. Yeah. And this, and one of my friends who does uh, data analysis told me about this. She said, this is a single point of failure. This is kind of, you know, it's kind of doomed that somebody's going to get it. And, and if somebody gets it, it's very susceptible to an outbreak because everybody, every single human being who is going to be coming through here is going to be sharing the exact same space. They're going to be occupying the same physical space. So, you know, if somebody does cough on this or spit or whatever the case may be, or like you said, wipe your sweat, throw it in here, it gets on his hand, you know, that type of deal. So I, I definitely, I definitely, while I am excited, I'm, I'm still cautious with my excitement because I don't want to go all out. Basketball is back. Another, <laughs> right. thing, another thing that we talked about off the air, this is, this getting into the, um, the game seven of the finals, no later than October 12th. 
is that going to cut into football? Is so is basketball cutting into football at that point, or will football cut into basketball if the NBA finals do happen and stretch out into um, early October, early mid October? And, and I'm gonna say this: I think at this day and age, and I mean I know the numbers say otherwise, but I think at this day and age, with all the shoe contracts, with all the uh, designer headbands or designer outfits they wear coming into the arena, I'm gonna go on a limb and just say. I think basketball is going to be taken most of the time. Mm. I just, I just mm. think basketball is. It's just, it's, just, it's been more popular lately. Just the the scenarios that the media have been building up, uh, like it's getting to the point where people actually get on early to watch basketball just to see what the players arrive in. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I'll say this: a lot of people, a lot of my friends that I've talked to are mainly football guys, and they're like, "Oh, well, you see what happens." Uh, when the foot when football season is going on and basketball season is going on normally, and I'm like, yes, but normally it's the exact opposite scenario. Normally it's basketball is just beginning, so they're playing their meaningless games, and football is at the end of this season, meaning every game matters. The playoff push is happening, the actual playoffs are happening, the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl are happening, while the NBA is still playing these meaningless like. You know, it's eighty-two games. You can also, you, can, you know, also, also get that basketball doesn't typically play a lot of Sunday games uh, um, in the afternoon until after the Super Bowl. You know, you don't have right. the ABC uh, main main game until after the Super Bowl. So, yeah, people watch basketball throughout the week because football only comes on two days a week throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so I mean, that's the argument right there. So I, I do think I do think that basketball will have more traction. Uh, than certain people are giving it credit for this year. Because, like I said, this is going to be the playoffs. This is going to be the final. Every game counts in this conference semifinals. And during the regular season, you can blow off two games. Don't matter. Who cares? You drop two games, whatever. Well, I'm, you I'm got not watching more. Sacramento and, and Phoenix play. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not watching Sacramento. If it's a football game with a better matchup, I'm yeah, not trying watching. to see Alex Lynn get a bucket, man. Alex Lynn. <laughs> Boy, the only Lynn we respect on this show. Actually, no, we don't even respect Jeremy Lynn on this show. I'm joking, Jeremy. I'm I'm, joking. I'm not, yeah, I'm not about yeah. the. I'm not here for the Jeremy Lynn slander. <laughs> he, he's straight. He's straight. I'm joking, but yeah, no. Uh, in, in all seriousness, I, I do think I think that it'll be close, but I think that the ratings. I mean, in America, football will always be king. Uh, I feel like even even with all the things that they got going on at the time. But we're going to get back into football a little bit more later. But can we talk about y'all boy? Because I don't know him. I don't know this man after this one. I, I really don't. I shouted him out and everything. And I gave his team some love. Trey Young, rising star of the Atlanta Hawks, was spotted out hooping in the OKC Summer League. What? Is it? Is it crack? <laughs> Is it cocaine? Is it meth? Is it heroin? Is it heroin, as the old folks would say? Because I need to, I need to understand. Is he, is he riding a white horse? What's well, let me let me just break down analysis. So, basically, Trey Young was seen playing a summer league game where there were a thousand fans, roughly. I mean, I, you couldn't really tell from the video they showed, but it was a lot of people there. It was clearly some camera guys there. It was clearly players there, and it was clearly like co- some coaches there. So. Trey Young was also out there playing, playing hard too, mind you. Like not, not just playing just to play. He's full playing sweat. hard, full sweat, full crossovers. 
He, he did one of the Street Volume 2 crossovers from the video I watched. Almost. He tried to roll <laughs> on the ground and catch the Not ball. Not a Street Volume 2 cross. Man, he, he was going all out. And it was so many people there in the arena. And I guarantee you none of them had on a mask. I mean, come on now. Why, so, is, why is OKC Summer League basketball a thing right now? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing right now. And, and here's, here's my biggest question out of this whole thing. Okay. For all the other people at the Summer League, if you want to make bad decisions, more power to you. Whatever. You do your thing. Trey Young, Mr. Young, talk to me. What's going on? What's going through your head when you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm going to go play a little little Summer League, a little uh, Summer League game today. You know, like, so what did I make? Millions of dollars set to make hundreds of millions of dollars when it's time for my contract to come up. Because whether he deserves it or not, Supermax time is is here for Trey Young. Like that's just what's gonna happen. So you're you're about to make hundreds of millions of dollars in no time flat. Why are you at that summer league, young man? Go home. Go home. Go home. Go get your court. Go get your you're not one of those guys that got a penny pinch stay way. Through like, oh yeah, I'll get financial freedom through the league because I'll be here for three years. My first contract is a ten day contract with the Indiana Swarm or with the uh, Greensboro Swarm. Like, no, that's not you. So what's what's going on? Also, can we add the, the fact that he's a valuable asset for Atlanta? And I don't know about y'all. I know they say don't go out there if you're not planning to compete. But the people he was competing against was just like you didn't, he didn't have to go all you know what I'm saying he was going all out to try to embarrass them, and if he Absolutely. was to get hurt, and then even when the NBA does go back to normal, say say they start in December after they get done with the season, he gets hurt he gonna miss all that training he could have just did when he was waiting. So. It, I mean, one point that we all agreed on in the in the last episode was we didn't know if this season would work because if they do have precautions set in place to keep the players and their families and the staff safe, we don't know if these young players are responsible enough to adhere to those to those measures. And I give you Exhibit A. <laughs> exactly, right. patience right. zero. Right. Yeah, right. And and I think we're gonna continue to see that. Like they're gonna be all down in Orlando. Hey, hey, Jalen Brown. Let's let's go. Let's go here. Just just because I'm tired of just being locked up in this hotel room. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, it's just gonna be just. I mean, it's been times where players have left their room for less. I'm gonna say that players have left their rooms for less. So if you are front office, if you front office brass for for the Atlanta Hawks, what are you saying to Trey Young? What's your message to Trey Young? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell Trey Young, like, hey, young man, you like money, right? <laughs> well, if you want to continue making money on this team, the way we're going to give you money, because we have your birthrights, I'm going to need you to calm down. Just wait it out. Just weather the storm. Just weather the storm. Have you seen a Hawks game recently? I don't think as much management can say to them. They could tell you being stupid, but <laughs> what are you going to tell them? See, and, and, and here's here's my thing about this. Trey Young absolutely is, bar none, the best player. I think the closest, probably Collins. Collins is pro- John Collins is probably the closest to being as good as he is at this very moment. And even still, John Collins ain't really close to being in the same stratosphere as Trey. 
where else can Trey Young go and make literally generational wealth to do what he does? If I'm Hawks brass, I don't care how many good or bad players we get. The reason that I am going to cuss you out the way I am is because you're the only good player we got. The only really, really good player <laughs> true, we true. got. And I'm going to hit you with the black mom. Sit your motherfucking down. Don't you touch nothing <laughs> connected. Don't pick up a ball. Don't look at a ball. Don't say the word ball. Don't even... If, if Roddy Rich balling come on on the radio, you better get scared. You understand me? <laughs> Sit down somewhere, young man. Don't... Because this is... This is why are you risking your money. health? And why are you risking your health? It's like your exactly. your team is eliminated. This is your off season. Relax. Exactly. Go go, go work on your body because I I think Trayon needs to add about twenty five more pounds if he wants to be a game changer on the Hawks on that Hawks roster. He needs to get for some sure. more muscle for sure. So why not go work on your body? Why not go invest in getting you a little weights in the gym? What you pro- weights at home? What you probably already have? Why not go invest in just you? I a thousand percent agree with that. I a thousand percent agree with that. And it's, <sighs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Just, just and, to provide and, some context for for why we we all are agreeing and speaking the way that we are. Because I know it's still non-believers out there that think uh, this is a hoax or uh, AT&T is trying to kill people. But the, the cases of coronavirus in the state of Oklahoma has gone up 10% in the past week. <laughs> in a right. week in the past week you know somebody told me y'all want to know just going off on a tangent somebody t- literally told me to my face I got friends on the west coast they said yeah man we back to doing whatever because corona can't live in this heat that's what they told me. <laughs> y'all never been so, sick in the summertime I, I, man so I, that's the first thing I said to them so if one person believes that, that gives me reason to believe multiple people believe that. So since it's hot outside, people really, really don't think that they that this corona is out here. Everybody a virologist now. Everybody is a vi- like I said, like I said, if I'm if I'm the Hawks, I'm calling this young man and I'm hey, <laughs> hey, Trey, can I call you Trey? I'm gonna call you Trey. Trey, sit down. Don't look at nothing, <laughs> don't touch. Trey, I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with you. Would you like to get shipped off to Minnesota? Is that what you want? Cause, okay. Because we can send you. For you. <laughs> we can, exactly. I can, I can send you there. I can send where, Where's the worst place in the NBA for you to go? Don't worry. You name it. I'll send you there. I will send you right there. We can have a debate he's about doing, that. He's, but... been doing, he's, he's been doing good in Atlanta, too. I know he gave a million dollars to um, the workers that were losing their job because the NBA got postponed. And he's been doing his part of the community. Him and Quavo got their thing going where they building up Atlanta and, and fixing, fixing things that they don't like in Atlanta and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you want to continue keeping that image, Trey Young, you're going to have to sit down. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, just for just – for... And, and I'm not going, I don't want these owners or I would, I'm not going to be a guy that's going to be hypocritical and act like, oh, I don't feel like owners in front office already talk to their players too crazy about certain situations. Let me not be a guy that says, oh, I, be, I believe owners and impunities can say whatever because they're writing the checks. No, that's not the case. I'm not one of those guys. This, however, is a special situation where this young man is not properly doing a risk reward assessment. The risk is much too high for the reward of embarrassing summer league players. Like what? What are we talking about? What's really the reward here? 
I can understand if you're doing something that is of more risk for something more valuable or something bigger than this, something that is like fundamental to your core. But like, I know hooping every day is not fundamental to your core to the point where, you know, you missing the rest of the season and just having a very extended off season is like, oh, well, I no longer feel like a human being. You could still hoop. I wouldn't be mad if you and your teammates got together and was still running full court. Was still talking about, hey, where's the coach? Let's get him in. Let's get some drills going. Let's just have like a little spring ball. And, you know, then we'll have actual camp at the end of the season. I wouldn't be mad at that. Right. But you go into this summer league that does not have the same resources, that I'm sure doesn't have the same safety precautions, doesn't have the same testing measures. For what, Trey? Well, what? Gibbs, I just rewatched this video. Nobody in this video has a mask on. Not no one. <sighs> yep. 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 And I know and they say know, masks don't stop you from getting the virus. So why it stops you from spreading. Right. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yes, and I'm, you know, it's weird. I'm gonna just move on from trade because there's it would only get worse the more I think about this. Season might the be over more, before it gets started. The more I think about this, the more, because even if we're not talking Corona, like Chris said, what if you just all it takes is the wrong twist, wrong turn for you to plant your foot the wrong way, your knee is gone, Achilles gone, whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, what I mean, all it takes is a little twist. All it takes is the wrong. Why are you applying extra force? I mean, you don't have to. You you honestly just don't have to. But you know what? We're going to move on from his L of ignorance to another L of ignorance. The L's that Jake Fromm has taken and the L's that Drew Brees has taken and what some say is redemption out of this for Drew Brees. If y'all don't know what happened with Drake, Jake Fromm, he was talking about uh, purchasing an item that he believed was only available to quote-unquote elite whites. And um, his sister texted the person who put up the screenshot and said, my brother may lose his job over this. You know, and I I just really, I just really, what? like I said, I'm, I'm going to stop talking now because there's just it's so many thoughts. I'm going to just let y'all <laughs> take the floor on this one. What are y'all thinking here? What What's going on? Man... Well, for, for starters, I would like to say uh, thank you for opening my eyes to more people in sports because before we discussed the rundown for this show that we're doing, I had no idea who Drake, who Jake Fromm was. Many people not. Okay, all right. Many so, um, <laughs> but my view on that is, um, well, well, one, I want to give kudos to the girl that leaked these texts. It's her response to my brother is about to lose his job. She said, how is that my fault? I think, um, I don't know who's in the, the finalists for the Nobel Peace Prize for this upcoming year. But I think some <laughs> <laughs> reconsiderations oh. need to be made. My lord. My lord. But I, Chris, I think, what you think? Oh, I, go ahead, Josh. I'm but, but, um, how old is Jake Fryman? He's He's a rookie second year player, right? No, no, he's a uh, he's first year. He he, I believe he did all four in college. So I want to say he's twenty two. Okay, and these texts were sometime last year. Uh, yes. Oh, he's only twenty one. Okay, sorry. he's twenty one. Yeah, he'll, so. he'll be twenty two uh, in a month and a half. He'll be twenty two on July thirty. So. Um, I, I know a lot of people use their platform, especially in sports media, to say like, "Hey, if somebody did this or they were young, like maybe they shouldn't lose their job." But like. 
you knew where you were going, and at this time when these takes came out, you were a senior in college. You had a pretty good idea you were going to the NFL. Like, if if somebody is that reckless or stupid to say something like that, even if it is how they feel, and it's a, a chance that it might get leaked to the media, at that point, I think it is what it is. Like, I think right. we need to stop having sympathy on people for being bad people or say, like, hey, they should lose their job or, hey, this is a bit extreme. Like, um, you, you you made your bed. You need to sleep in it. I know it's different for different, like, we're going to discuss another football player in Drew Brees. It's different situations for certain people. But this guy doesn't have enough uh, credibility as a player or he didn't have enough smarts, especially being somebody that grew up in a social media era. Like, you should know better. Even if you do share those views or you're a bad person, like, you should know better than to, like the girl said, how is that my fault? I don't think we're missing anything from the game of football by not seeing Jake Fromm play. Oh, oh, and also, the items that he was talking about that only elite whites should have was uh, specific types of guns that only elite whites should have. I'll leave that statement where it is. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all ready for me to talk now? I was being (laughs) patient. I was being patient. Go right ahead. ahead. I'm going to start on Jake Fromm first because y'all started on him first. And then I'm going to let you go first on the breeze, guy. Okay, so Jake Fromm, first things first, no one knows you. You're a baby in this NFL. You're just starting. I don't know about y'all, but the first thing people look at before you play football is your image. Did he, does he know that anything he does can be held against his image right now? Does he know that? I, I You know, he learned. If he didn't know, if you don't know, now you know, as they say. Be, be, because right. the re- reason why I ask is because if I'm just now going to the NFL or NBA or MLB, anything, I'm watching everything I do closely because there is a chance that anything or anybody can leak anything. And I, I don't know about Sean, but I, I absolutely would be – making every step cautious. I will have two phones and one phone to be just for social media and one phone to be for my family. And social media and all the other extras and one phone be strictly for my family. And I will only talk to my family on that phone. For you to say that only white people carry elite guns? So are you saying only white people should be allowed to kill black people or, or not even just black people, just kill people in general? You saying that? Because... I mean, what, what, what were you gaining from that? Like, what, I don't, I, I just, that statement just doesn't even seem like it needed to be said. Like, here's, what, what were you gaining? You're not here's, gaining or. Here's. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Go I'm, ahead, I'm saying, no, I'm just saying you're just not gaining anything. So, what is the point of saying it? What is the point of saying it? Here's my biggest thought on the Jake Crom thing, because y'all know me. I'm a football junkie a little bit. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, hey, Kenton, what was Jake Fromm most known for at college? Hey, Kenton, what did he... He was on some really, really good Georgia teams, but it's widely known he was the piece that did not allow them to be what they should have been. The team picked him over Justin Fields. The head coach picked him over Justin Fields, right? Now, in Jake Fromm's best year in college, which was... He threw for 30 touchdown passes to six interceptions. Uh, led him to the college football playoff, all that good stuff. Last year, Justin Fields threw for 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. I would be very quiet if I was Jake. 
I would not be out here making wild statements like that. And even if we're talking about, well, this was before he was going to leave, or this was 2019, or whatever the case may be, Jake Fromm is objectively not good enough to, to say things like that. The NFL is a place where talent beats everything else. That's just the way it's always been. That's just the way we've it's said always. on previous stories, uh, shows, previous shows that you can't fake anything in the NFL. That's one sport that you really can't fake anything. Like, yeah. like exactly, you got it or you don't, because it's grown men running at you to hit you or block you. So, exactly. And if you look at guys historically speaking, like a Lawrence Phillips, like a Mark Gastineau. Like, there are a lot of very bad guys. There are even guys in the league today who have stuff on their record, like beating up their, the pregnant mother of their child, uh, who have Riley Cooper got a huge contract extension after saying, I'll fight every N-word in here at a Kenny Chesney concert. That's the reason which means he got he the only gonna, with, woof. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do nothing on the field that war I like so, that guy's you know. values. So, <laughs> so you know, and it, but besides, it's a it's a Kenny Chesney concert, so he ain't talking about nobody but Darius Rucker. But anyway, <laughs> moving past that, the fact of the matter is, the NFL will allow you to get away with some pretty heinous things if you can do your job well. The fact that she was talking about, well, my brother's about to get cut already. If he already about to get cut off this statement, he wasn't too far from the bubble anyway, darling. Exactly my point. That's what I'm saying. You I'm don't gain kidding. anything from making this statement, so why say it, man? I mean, you Ray Lewis you know. Ray Lewis allegedly, allegedly murdered a man and played 20 more years, so. Exactly. Beat that body like it was nothing. And came <laughs> back and had a Hall of Fame career. Because that's just how it goes in the NFL. That's just how it goes. Nobody is winning... As Al Davis uh, once famously said, God rest his soul, just win, baby, win. That's all that matters to the NFL. If Jake Fromm, if there was no doubt in anybody's mind, my team is exponentially better with Jake Fromm, there would be no conversation about this. But Jake Fromm is a player that he did not move the needle that much in college, and he's not expected to move the needle at all in the NFL. He was expe- he was drafted to be Josh Allen's backup because Josh Allen runs the ball, and he runs the ball in a physical way so they expect hey he may get hurt once or twice here and there we may need to throw jake in every now and then. but he's not expected to be he's gonna change the fortunes of our franchise so if i'm you maybe just lay low maybe just be quiet a little bit but instead the quarterback that everybody says all of the other quarterbacks that you done ran off from georgia because you won the job all of them turned out better than you and and this is what you do. well not all of them i don't think jacob Eason is Definitely better than him, but that's another story for another time. Why are we even just, talking about this guy? Let, let's, let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. We, you're right. We're talking about the football of Zach Collins. That's really what we're doing right now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving on, we got Drew Brees here, who when asked uh, would he understand kneeling uh, for the national anthem next year, originally came out with a statement along the lines of, that's not something I'll ever agree with in disrespecting the flag. When I think about the flag and what it represents, it represents my grandfather's fighting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, typical what you would expect from most of the quarterbacks in the league. And then upon immense backlash, he comes out with an apology and says, you know, I see what my brothers, what my uh, black brothers and sisters are talking about now and what they're referring to in this moment. And, 
President Trump came in to bring in the backup. Because, you know, whenever whenever there are certain views held and taken online, Trump going to tweet. If he ain't going to do nothing else, the boy going to tweet. So let, let, Let's be honest. Uh, let's be honest. When we open the window for racism, Trump Trump going to climb in. Trump, Trump climbing through the window. Trump climbing through hey, the window. Hey, listen. As as- like bruh man from the fifth floor, okay? So <laughs> Trump, Trump comes on down and says, you know, I wish he wouldn't have taken that statement. I wish he wouldn't have taken uh, his statement back and apologized. Um, this is this is something that we should all feel about the flag and da-da-da-da. And Drew Brees doubles down on the apology, which I'm not going to lie. I was a little shocked. I was a little shocked because when the president come in and support you, but Drew Brees doubled down the party and uh, he said to President Trump, he said, listen, I understand what you mean, but this isn't about the flag. This isn't about uh, this isn't about the flag. This isn't about the veterans. This isn't about all of the things that we believe this incident to be about. We do not believe that kneeling. I do not believe that kneeling is about these things. Let me read the exact quote to you. Through my ongoing conversation with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize that this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. That was just a small excerpt out of it. And the uh, it was on an Instagram picture titled to President Trump. Uh, oh, let, you know what? Let me read the rest because this is, we did this back in 2017 and regretfully, I brought it back up with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture in our nation today. We are at a critical juncture in our nation today, in our nation's history, apologies. If not now, then when? We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify solutions, and then put this in action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. So fellas, do we do we accept his apology? Do we believe the doubling down? Would you even go as far as considering Drew Brees an ally? Oh, okay, so I will I'll tackle this first. Do yeah, please, I please. accept his apology? No. Do, do I believe he's sorry? <laughs> yeah, I believe he's sorry. He said something that was that was stupid at the worst possible time, and I think he regrets it because um I'm sure he has teammates that are black that probably spoke to him that he cares about. Um, I'm sure that he cares about uh the backlash that he's facing. Um, so I think he might be truly sorry, but I don't accept his apology because you can't say one thing that's ex- I can't say one thing on this show that's extremely ignorant at 5.01 p.m., which the current time is. And then when someone tells me like, hey, this is stupid or you shouldn't have said that at 5.01 p.m. tomorrow, I'm like, hey, I understand now that was wrong. Like it, it takes time to understand issues. And he spoke from a place of privilege. Somebody that never had to experience things that people that look like us experience. And even if he is sorry for it, he doesn't understand our experience. Am I saying white people can't understand our experience? I'm not saying that, but it, it takes time. For example, um, I've been black my entire life. Let me double check. Yeah, my entire life I've been black. And um, 
some something that goes on in our com- community. I'll be very uh, transparent about that. Is is homophobia? We right. as as kids, teenagers, whatever, we threw around uh, slurs for for gay people, like as an insult, or if you just mess around with somebody. And as the older I've got, I understood that that wasn't okay. But it's not like I was ever called out for it and was like, hey, that's wrong. And the next day I was like, okay, I understand what gay people go through. It took you grew years. With age. You grew with age. Right. It took years of reform and education. And I was able to be that right. malleable because I was young. But you can't expect me to believe that a 40-year-old white man that spoke from a place of privilege understand what black people go through now over a 24-hour span just because somebody told him, hey, this wrong. Or his PR team was like, hey, you need to put up a stock photo of black and white people holding hands. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. All right, my turn. Tag me in. Tag me in. Hey, go ahead. Come in off the top rope, Big Dom. Come in. Big Dom off the top rope. Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Let let, let me not be disrespectful starting off. Drew Brees is probably, uh, he probably will break every record for quarterback, every throwing stat. Uh, in the in the record book, I'm pretty sure he's close to breaking almost all of them. So Drew Brees is a phenomenal yeah. quarterback. For those who don't know who Drew Brees is, which I don't know who you are that don't know who Drew Brees is, you know you got to get approved by that to marry Guyton. So yeah, no <laughs> so I don't think he's sorry, guy. I think he's just sorry he got caught and we we really read what he really was trying to say. I right. think that's what he's really sorry about. And as Drew Brees. You have a $100 million man receiver that's a black man. That's a black man going through this right now. And you said something like that? He makes you look good. He makes you look good. Michael Michael Thomas is extra sassy, so you know he had this. (laughs) Michael Thomas probably called him right then and there and and probably told him some choice words. I'm not going to lie to you. He probably told him some choice words because – I, I just can't see a world a world where Drew Brees could be sorry about that. Mind you, he was he thought this was his point of view his whole like most of his adult life. So how do you change your whole point of view that you had most of your adult life in twenty four hours? Can't. How, how how? And that was a great 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 story you just gave right there, guy. Because that that's true. Like it takes time for you to really understand or grasp the concept behind things. So. Another thing I want to say about Drew Brees, you, he probably won't even be a top five quarterback even though he's going to break all the records. He probably won't be. So for him to add this to his legacy, he's for sure not going to be a top ten quarterback now. You know how I hate he's going to be from, from, from years to come when people hear about this? So so here's my thing. If we're talking the, the circle of respected um, talking heads as far as football goes, you're greatly overestimating how a racial incident uh, tarnishes one's career. I'm going to just leave that out there. That's I'm you in the wrong sport if you think that racism is going to hurt your legacy that much. I just, you know, I mean, we, we football is almost right over there with baseball. I'm like, yeah, we don't care. We don't, you know. But um, I, my thing is this. I will... I will, I'm okay with showing grace and accepting the apology. Absolutely, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, I don't know people's hearts, minds, their intent. I never met the man, so I don't know what he is as a human being. I can make some assumptions, but I don't know. 
I'm okay with the apology and the doubling down on the apology with Trump and all that. Because you know, when Trump come, all of his followers come and all that. And that's, I get that. I understand. And I, I think it took a lot to double down on, hey, listen, I understand that you rock with it, but I don't. Okay. With that being said, allyship is a little different, right? To, to allow somebody into that space of you're an ally to a marginalized community, it takes more than two apologies, less than 72 hours removed from uh, still deflecting from what the issue at hand was. Like that. Have y'all heard the saying, real quick, have y'all heard the saying, kicking us while we're down? That That's exactly what Drew Brees did. He kicked, and, and kicked black know, people while they were down. And let me let me talk about another saying that a lot of people throw around. Invited to the cookout. I'm sorry. Most of y'all cookouts got way too many um, <laughs> wannabe allies of people who want to be down when it's convenient. Some of y'all cookouts got way too many people that's at the cookout just because it's convenient and they don't got to do nothing but show their face and they leave with five to-go plates. No, sir. Over here, you got to bring a dish and do some leg work and do some of the cleaning. Yeah, you got to clean up after. That's exactly. You got to you gotta put in some actual work here because you ain't put in the sweat equity. You can't share in our common experiences. So while I, I'm, hey, listen, I'm trying to live a, a Christ-like life, even though I don't always reflect it in everything I do. I strive to live in that way. Not gonna be perfect. I'm all we all fall short of the grace of God. But I for me personally, I can't throw the title ally. I can't like I said, a lot of y'all cookouts, um, way too Eurocentric for me. Uh you keep your cookout <laughs> over there. People are gonna be putting raisins in the potato salad. But we're gonna make the mac and cheese. Ooh. Exactly. Hey man, having exactly. that many uh allies, quote unquote, is cool having at the cookout until y'all end up eating handball. It's, oh my handball. <laughs> really quick, Kofilta just to make a quick quick tangent, are are y'all aware of what uh handball is? No, uh, not at all. Okay, <laughs> so I uh, just provide some context. My uh, I have family members that have done some some intermingling in uh in a Caucasian community, and um I've had the pleasure of going to family events that they've hosted, and one dish that they love to serve is um you chill some cream cheese and you mix it up with like. Uh, celery and stuff like that, whatever seasonings you want. I remind you where I am, so the seasonings I'm speaking about are salt and pepper. But um, after oh, you Lord. mix up that concoction, you basically take pieces of shaved ham and place it on this cream cheese as if. Uh, did y'all do paper mache in school? No, I know, but I know. What I it know is. what it is. Yeah, I, you, I you stick ham on this on this cream cheese ball as if it's paper mache, and then they cut it and serve it like little slices of cake. That's ham ball. <laughs> Not even say zone. Not even a look. You know what? You know what? See, you. Only can't time I use cream cheese. With... Only time I use cream cheese is for a bagel. I'm gonna be honest. With you. A bagel, <laughs> and it better be strawberry. Don't give me that plain nonsense, my lord. My lord, a ham ball. But anyway, ha- just, just 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 to point shy lighter again on Drew Brees is just. You can't you my whole thing is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all at this time. And right. and predominantly the, the league is predominantly black. So you know you knew you Drew Brees, you've been in the league for a long time. Yeah, I think Drew Brees is forty two now. He's forty one. Forty one, yeah, forty one. Yep, forty one. You've been in the league for a long time. You know what you can and cannot say during what times you can and cannot say it. 
You the, can't say that right now. The fact that he no. has that knowledge and chose to say it anyway just cho- shows you the place, place of privilege that he was speaking from. Because even if he did say those things and knew it wasn't the time or a place, he was fully aware that he probably wouldn't wouldn't be faced with any repercussions or consequences. You know, and that's absolutely right. At the end of the day, I think that this came down to a matter of what makes dollars make sense to a lot of these guys. Um, and not only were, not only was his quote unquote um, moral fabric being questioned and all that, but there was the possibility as well of you may lose sponsorships over it. But again, let me not overestimate how much uh, racism can impact or how much, and, and, and this is another aspect of it. What he said wasn't even racism so much as it was deflection and apathy. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, deflection and apathy are both behaviors that allow racism to persist. But in America, if we're not talking about violent, virulent racism, nine times out of ten, everybody just bats an eye and they're like, oh, well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I, that's, that's I, just. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything else to say, man. I don't even want to waste my breath anymore because <laughs> ain't nothing going to change, man. Ain't nothing going to change. It's, Drew Brees it's, didn't learn it's his exhausting. lesson. He got cussed out by half his team and still ain't learned his lesson. He probably went home and to the wife and said, honey, they don't like what I said, but I stand by it. I'm going to say what they want me to say at the end of the day. That's what he did. That's what he did. So. But actually, the teammates came when the team, when the when everything started to roll downhill and the criticism started to roll in, his many of his teammates, uh, predominantly the black ones, was like, hey, he learned from it. He, he grew from it, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And now let's also keep in mind that a quarterback, especially an NFL quarterback, especially an NFL quarterback of the caliber of Drew Brees, you, there is this weird hierarchy of power that's created that, you know, you're not a coach, you're not front office or management, but you're still, you're still not like the average player. You're still not like you know, like there's, okay, Cameron Jordan, he's not going anywhere. He's not getting cut, but his backup, like you can't come out and be like, well, what Drew said was reprehensible. I don't, I don't know if I can share the locker room with him. The Saints going to No, no, Gibbs, Gibbs, but they could, but they could have cussed him out. They could have said some things to him. And then they say, trust me, after what I said to him, after what I said to him, he learned his lesson. He know better now. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean when I say that, like. Yeah, he, his team came out, supported him, and said, like, yeah, he, he really sincerely, sincerely sorry. But that's after we didn't got into him. They can't say that on there. They got into him. They got into him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You definitely can't. They definitely don't have the latitude to publicly reprimand him. Whatever happened had to happen behind closed doors, which I don't have a problem with. I understand how locker rooms work. Played football for 17 years. Played at every level except the NFL. You know what I mean? Played in the ACC. So I get how, you know, if you have high-profile players or whatever, everything, you try to keep as much in-house as possible. But, you know, I just, I really believe that um, at the end of the day, to a certain extent, every player can. Oh, no, that's enough. You you did some wild, Drew. I can't shake your hand. I can't look at you the same way no more. You know what I mean? And, and for me personally, I wouldn't take that approach if that was a teammate of mine who said that. I was, you know what? It is what it is. He said he's sorry. We gonna see if he does the legwork of allyship as right. opposed to just one statement that hey, it's not about the flag. So many people so, think you an ally or 
uh, want to invite you to the cookout if you say racism is bad. That should be a fact. It's not. Right. The bar the is in Dante's ninth circle of hell. Do you understand? <laughs> it is in the lowest level of hell. Because that literally, picture of white hand, black hand, cookout. 9 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, that's just, it's it's a mess. But anywho, as we wind this thing on down, we just want to thank y'all for coming out and listening again. Come on, we know you had enough of us. We know. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Appreciate it, y'all, from the Facts Over Acts crew. You had enough. I know you had